I'm Natalie Mills. And I'm Sarah Stark. And you are listening to The Lumpy Mother, the podcast where we show up for our kids by showing up for ourselves. We are not experts. We're just two best friends and moms who love learning and laughing together. I have two kids, a one-year-old and a three-year-old. Um, one, The one-year-old's a son and three-year-old's a daughter. <laughs> And I have four kids, an eight-year-old daughter, and three sons who are eight, six, and uh, two years old. (laughs) (laughs) The last ones are the hardest to remember. Um, Yeah, it is. So if you want to know, you are not the only parent who cuts their daughter's hair short so you don't have to brush it as often. Truth. Then you have come to the right space. The way this works is each week, Natalie and I will have a yes, a no, and a hello for the week, or in other words, something good, something bad, and something random that has to do with what's on our minds after another week surviving parenthood. Sarah and I have a feeling you'll be able to relate to our experience experiences. <laughs> yes. If you can't relate, if you can relate, tell us about it. Email us at lumpymotherpodcast at gmail.com. We really love to hear from you. We want to know what you think about the topics we cover. All right. Natalie, any rewinds? Not on my part. Any for you? Me either. I think I did all the rewinds last last week. (laughs) All right. Well, then in that case, are you ready to get started? Yes. Yeah. Sweet. So (laughs) my guest this week is talking about bored kids and we are officially in summer break. Uh And so our kids are together all of the time, which is good and bad. But one of the things that, of course, happens is that they get bored. And (laughs) one of my coworkers and friends, um, the kids call her Miss Michelle. She has always told me about this thing that she would do with her kids. And she grew up on a farm where it was a lot of uh, like working and chores and that kind of stuff. Yeah. So she has always told me when her kids would tell her they were bored, she would give them things to do like chores to do. And (laughs) so she said even now as teenagers, they won't use that word because around her at least because it was like okay you're bored either (laughs) yeah exactly so um a few weeks ago harrison came down because the the this is the thing my kids come to me and say they're bored when they want to watch tv or play video games that's them like trying to get that to happen oh yes so Harrison comes downstairs and he's saying he's really bored. And I was like, there is a room full of there's a playroom literally full of toys and your bedroom is full of toys. And then he goes, well, there's just so many toys. I can't pick one to play with. And that's why I'm bored. And I was like, oh, we're complaining now about how many toys we have. It's like, all right, well, then I have something that you can do. You're going to sweep the pantry. And he threw a, he was crying. He was so mad at me. And then when he was done, I was like, 
do you do you think you can come up with something to play upstairs now? And he was like, yes. And then he ran away as fast as he could. So then I the other one, that one did upset me a little bit because I was like, we're clearly not thankful for the things. That, well, it's not well, that. you could have him, me. Yeah, he's just a kid. But you could have yeah. him go through all of his toys and uh, give. Yes. Find ones to give away. Yeah. To other kids who, who need more or something. I don't know. That's. That would be good, too. Um, but um, so then I was there was another morning and it's summer. So we're sleeping in a little bit more, or at least I am sleeping in a little bit more. The kids still get up early. So I went to the restroom and the kids were all awake. It was like before 630 a.m. <laughs> and as I'm in the bathroom, one of my children is on the other side of the wall door going, I'm bored. And I was like, not awake yet. I had not had coffee or breakfast. And I was like, all right, you are also going to sweep something. And so I had another very angry child. But I was just like, this is not how we're starting today. So I want to talk about kids being bored. Yeah. <laughs> and what's funny is, yeah, so <clears throat> sorry. Well, I told Miss Michelle that we had done this. She was, we laughed a little bit about it because it was just like, I, our kids are so creative. They are so creative and, um, especially with play. And so I know that they can entertain themselves, but, um, and, and just like the importance of letting your kids be bored. I think that now Mm -hmm. that we have, a lot of kids are surrounded by screens and so there's always something in front of them and they don't have that opportunity to be bored, yes. which I don't think is always very healthy for kids, you know? Oh my gosh. And so we are... insightful. Yes, I agree. There's a yeah. whole site about play that I really love. Uh, it's called mm-hmm. the works at the workspace for children on Instagram. And she talks about yeah. that all the time. Like everything you said is exactly what she's all about is let your yeah. kids be bored because that's when creativity comes. Let them learn how to be bored. And if they yes. are bored, they have to tolerate it. Don't try to entertain them or fill that boredom space. So I love this. Yeah. I think this is so good. Well, there was because um, we kind of I'd been talking to my husband, Nick, about it a little bit, just like you know what, I don't, I'm not really bothered if they say they're, I'm bothered if they complain about it. (laughs) That's more (laughs) my thing. It's just like, but um, boredom is good for kids. And so we were talking about that. And then we watched this video at church. They had this video of, um, it was this family of like seven siblings, one girl and six brothers. (laughs) And they did this thing with the piano where like they open up the top And it's a grand piano, so the strings, you know, run parallel to the floor. They don't go up and down. They run um, horizontal. And so they would be like three people would take turns two at a time playing on the keys. People would strum. Like they were explaining this thing that they do. It was incredible. And on the drive home, I told Nick that kind of thing with your that comes out of being bored with your siblings. That kind of inquisitive nature comes out of boredom i think most of the time that may not Mm -hmm. always be true but i definitely think that with kids that kind of like those funny experimental things come from boredom the only time my brother would play with me was probably when he was bored (laughs) so i looked up thank you i mean i've i've read before that it's really good for your kids to be bored Mm -hmm. and that that's healthy for their development so i just kind of looked it up to see what like officially i could find and this is an article from fatherly.com it's called the importance of letting your kids be bored um by chase shinebaum 
So it talks about how being bored can help your child's brain work better. It cites research that shows unstructured downtime helps kids become creative, independent thinkers. Boredom, this is a quote from it, boredom needn't be feared and it can be seen as an opportunity. And then it lists some reasons. And one of them is boredom helps kids figure out who they are. It helps them arrive at their own ideas and opinions because I think they have to be like that creative thinker in that mind. Um, Like what do I like to do? My task is being decided for me. Oh, wow. That's really powerful to think about. Kids are... Yeah. It, so when kids are not occupied, they have to take the initiative and not be dependent upon adults or a TV or something else to entertain them. So yes. um, I thought that was really, really wow. good. It says that um, in a brain's like in a brain's mind, as kids grow older, boredom is going to like equal opportunity for them. So because the brains aren't just like tablet swiping, they're more likely to try new things, experiment or um, partake in something that they usually wouldn't do or learn. So it was just kind of all of this really, really good um, facts about why it's important. And it also like encouraged parents, you know, you can give your kids a push in the right direction when they're bored. Things like, you know, what do you think you could do with all of these toilet paper tubes and stuff like Ooh, that? And like, that's kind a of a good idea, too. Yeah. Like you're like allowed to start not allowed or not allowed, but whatever. <laughs> but um, it like it's still a good idea. Um to help them, like, to push them in the right direction. The other thing is from this website called lifehack.org, and it says children develop better when you let them be bored. It's by Denise Hill, and um, it's just kind of, like, talking about how it fosters creativity. Um, it helps develop a sense of identity because I think it, like, you can um, – lets them figure out what truly interests them, you know, whether what kind of play is interesting or sports or whatever else it is. I loved that. Um, So and then it had this list are um, this is it says that these are some ways that experts say you can create a nurturing environment for constructively bored kids. So um, one of them was like brainstorming a list of things that they enjoy doing, like reading Uh, For our kids, it would be Legos, drawing, creating like paper monsters. They love to do that so that you can kind of direct them to that when they're bored. Um, Number two was have designated play areas designed specifically for kids, whether that's inside or outside their bedrooms. Um, For us, we have the playroom that's kind of like their zone. Um, Yeah. Number three was periodically structure some unstructured time. And I think that this is something that we've accidentally done for a while, because when Charlie goes down for a nap, a lot of times we tell the kids they have to have quiet time in their rooms which is like they can read they can play quietly they just can't Mm -hmm. like be loud it has to be usually i tell them you just have to stay in your bed no matter what you're doing you have to be in your bed and stay quiet so that charlie can also nap and so they spend a lot of that time reading or drawing or harrison i think just stares at the ceiling which i think is also okay but just like making sure yeah yeah making sure that playing in his mind Exactly. Um, Making sure or like processing emotional things. I think that that happens in those moments of boredom, too. But that's a whole different thing. But um, 
like having unstructured time where it's because I do tend to like really structure our days. We eat breakfast and then we're going to do this and then we're going to walk to the library because structure helps me get through days. And so making sure that there's time where it's like, okay, then we're going to do nothing (laughs) and you guys can figure it out. So making sure your kids have that time. And then um, number four was like encouraging outdoor play, especially in a nature setting, because it says that um, outside they're much more likely to invent their own games. Um, and so I just, yeah, I thought that was outdoors but... provides more inspiration. Yeah, I think oh, so. I love yeah. That. Or yeah. So that's my yes. Just like uh, why boredom is important for kids. And yeah, we're trying to kind of really embrace that. And yes. I think for our kids, because we don't like our kids don't have their tablets. And if like if parents out there, if you guys have tablets for your kids, I think that's awesome. And um, it's mostly just because I don't want to buy them for my kids. <laughs> totally. <laughs> I don't want to spend the money on them. But um, they just don't get a ton of screen time. And so they've kind of been forced to be super creative. And I can see that in them as they kind of get older. It's been yeah. awesome. That is wonderful. So. Yeah. And it'll only t- go with them as they get get older and the, to, to be able to look within you to decide mm-hmm. what you like and what is matters to you is yes. a really important skill I think yeah um and because it's because so, I think we're kind of taught in so many ways to look out and make out of ourselves and make sure everyone else is feeling good mm-hmm. you know um well that's like yeah. how kindness kind of evolves but we mm-hmm. for you know to balance looking inward and also yeah. you know what it makes me think is the like inviting them to play and setting up play spaces i don't do this often because it just when i clean up i'm like i just want to throw everything in the basket and be mm-hmm. done with it mm-hmm. but when my mom was here watching the kids while i was recovering from surgery um yeah. she went through all, all that she's was amazing in so many ways but she went through all of our toys and like put them together again like put the baby doll clo- clothes together oh. and the blocks together and like all these different parts and evie started playing again with things she hasn't touched in forever just like having things together oh, that are supposed to amazing. go to all those little pieces um yeah. it was incredible and she did a lot more and self or self-play or whatever yeah that's play so that interesting way. Um, totally worth it huh. um, and obviously you know of course my goal right now is to keep these things together and i know that i also know that it's already not happening but <laughs> but it is a good <laughs> idea i think to revamp those play spaces every yeah. so often if not just to put put things together again for your kids you know. No, that's awesome. Um, yeah. I also think that like when they're that kind of like bored, imaginative play is a lot of like they learn social, like how to behave socially a lot of times. Because when mm. our kids are playing in an imaginative way, it's like they are also interacting as, as these like um, different kind of characters, which means yeah. they get to play different roles. And it's so fun I to think watch. it's... I don't like getting yes. involved in it as much, no. but like watching what they come up with and how it, Evie's basically like you can go into her, her life so easily watching her play and she'll mm-hmm. recreate all the things that were a big deal to her through her play. Yes. It's fascinating. And kids learn, I don't know, like way faster through play than anything yeah. else. I think it's the fastest way they can learn. And that's why 
there's a lot out there um, encouraging like preschools and thing to be play centered, especially at that age, mm-hmm. because that's just how their brains work. So there's just so many benefits. Yeah. And what I love about you talking about this, too, is I feel like the I'm bored thing could be such an easily overlooked thing. Like, oh, uh, yeah, you know, that. For me, Evie just started saying this for like the first time. I don't even know really? where she got it. Yeah, just this last yeah, week, she's like, like "Where did I'm they learn bored. that?" I don't even. I didn't even know she knew that word. And yeah. I, my first feeling is just like, uh, "Okay, find something to do." I don't know. What do you want mm-hmm. me to say? You know, just annoyance um, instead yeah. of, "Oh, well, let's create boredom times, and I can help you yeah. learn to like deal with that feeling of boredom." And do something with it. And I think, yeah, well, I just, I and like I think, this conversation. Like the article suggested, like asking, like prompting them in the right way. So maybe it's saying things like, do you think you can b- build a black tower taller than your brother? Or like things like that where like, you don't, because I don't want to have to necessarily get involved all the time. <laughs> no. Not, you know what I mean? <laughs> like, yeah. And, and a lot of times it's because I'm working from home or whatever else. I just can't walk away from that, whatever mm. I'm doing. But sometimes it's like, okay, this is also mom's quiet time. Absolutely. <laughs> time yes. when sleeps. So that's my, um, yes, we're yay for boredom. What's your yay. yes today, Sarah? My yes is, well, becoming a parent has helped me grow in oh, countless ways. And one of those ways yeah. is I'm much more comfortable with confrontation and asserting myself now that I've had kids. And I think yeah. a big part of that is just because I spend all day telling Evie, what, my daughter, what to do. <laughs> <laughs> like, like you get a lot more practice being in charge yeah. and uh-huh. you, gr- you grow confident in that role. And, um, yeah, I just um, I, sometimes I've become like because I don't really know how to be assertive, I guess I can be or I guess maybe being par- assertive is partially kind of coming across rude. Mm-hmm. Though I've noticed no, but you can be nice. You can be kind and assertive. Well, that was actually Kelsey had a really great post on um, their Instagram at Coaching with Kelsey. We interviewed her a couple <laughs> episodes back. They were saying there's a difference between being nice and being kind. You can be kind and set boundaries. Being nice uh... is like just doing whatever it takes, even if it doesn't feel right to you. Being kind is setting boundaries as actually a kindness because you can build stronger mm-hmm. relationships that way. Because if you don't set a boundary with people you love, they're yeah. they're not going to realize that they're infringing on a boundary that might be important to you. And then you're going to po- possibly become resentful, et cetera. Well, I mean, not yeah. possibly. I do become resentful. And it's usually because I didn't communicate something. Um. So, yeah. Well, anyway. I think there's a big difference. I, I definitely think I can be assertive and not be rude. Like yes. rude is like being mean i feel like there's like a um be like unnecessarily mean you know that's being rude where i can be assertive and stand up for something without being mean or being rude at all i don't think that those no shouldn't be a bad word i feel like i used to be so afraid of saying no to others or anything or Mm -hmm. have to over explain myself and why i can't do something um, or even yeah. just saying no to plans or something. If I didn't have an actual scheduling conflict, it was mm-hmm. hard for me to say no. I would have such a hard time. Like, I'm so sorry. Even though they probably didn't. It's fine. Yeah. It's not that big of a deal. It's in your head. Yeah. Um, but but yeah, 
Be, um, and I think I used to equate being assertive and even setting bound personal boundaries with you have in order to be assertive, you have to be rude. And that is like you're saying, not true at all. You can kindly no, be like, oh, no, thank you. I mean, oh, no, that doesn't work for me. And you don't have to explain yourself. Just no. I think sometimes being assertive means not letting people walk all over you. And mm-hmm. so if it's something like being at a restaurant and you accidentally get the wrong plate, maybe that first step of being assertive is telling the waiter, <laughs> actually, this is not what I ordered. And that's not rude. That's just you yes. standing up for yourself a little and bit. And before, you know? I would never do that. I cannot tell you See? how many times if I yeah. found a hair in my plate, I'd be like, oh, I'm sure the hair was clean. <laughs> Or like if the meat, ew, that's gross. Yeah. If the meat was undercooked, I would, I just want to eat it. And then I would tell him it yeah. was fine. Instead of like, yeah. So I just think a lot of times it's just learning that you also deserve certain standards. Yeah, <laughs> like absolutely. So it's a self-worth thing. We've both been servers. I don't like we're, this is a really specific example of this, yeah. but um, like in a restaurant, but uh, if someone told me something was wrong with their plate, I would never go back and say, wow, that was a really rude table. Unless oh, no. they were like, hey, you idiot, this plate is disgusting yes. and threw it at me, which never happened. You know, so yeah, I just, yeah, standing up, being assertive, not the same thing as being rude. Right. <laughs> as exactly. a person who is uh, too loud 90% of the time and... <laughs> Maybe too assertive on certain <laughs> positions. Uh, I'm but, working on, on, yeah, I'm still working on it, but it has definitely, I've become more comfortable with setting those boundaries. Yeah. So, and probably too comfortable also, with the people I love the most, maybe. Nah, no. No, I don't think that that's true at all. (laughs) No, I think that um, another good example of like being assertive, like confrontation is like with a doctor or like when you're standing up for your kids in that way. So like I'm definitely better at um, like I think something's wrong or whatever and not being so shy about something like that. I'm learning that myself, too, with doctors, because I think. It's very easy to go along with what they're thinking is happening, mm-hmm. even, you know, and, and they, I think, typically mean well. But but especially, I think, with Evie's colic, I, this happened. It was like, like oh, oh, you're probably yes. right. Instead of being like, no, I, I need more. I need more than this. Yes. It can't just be, it can't just be this. And I mean, I guess for colic it is, which was the hard part, but it just, it didn't feel that way. <laughs> it was tough. No. It was really tough. So when I look back, if I had been more assertive in that, um, no, I don't regret it, but but I'm starting to get better even in those situations. Like, listen, we, we need something more. We need more help mm-hmm. in this. I need more mm-hmm. resources, you know, regardless of if you think there's a problem or, or not, we, we need help, yeah. <laughs> you know? So totally. Um, yeah. And yeah, Absolutely I think especially true. too, you raise a good point, just loving your kids that much. Um, a friend of mine met, had a really great point. Like we are their advocate. We are mm-hmm. all of our children's advocate. I just love that. And that yeah. makes me feel powerful going into a situation. If if it's new for my kids. No, I'm her advocate. She's looking to me to determine if these people should be treating her a certain way Mm -hmm. or et cetera, or how to handle yourself. 
in a doctor situation, et cetera. So, yeah, absolutely. Oh, I've also been getting really um, persnickety when I get interrupted. <gasps> like, I'll be like, I was Good. still talking. <laughs> Good. Oh, uh, <laughs> I did that once. It was pretty, like, shocking to the person I did it to, I think. <gasps> um, it was Ben. <laughs> I assumed. <laughs> Because I can't imagine you saying that to, like, a friend. No, I would never say that to a friend. Only only my poor husband. Um, But, well, yeah, and he didn't, I don't think he realizes when he does it. So I was just like, I'm talking. And then he was kind of like, yeah. Or I wasn't finished. Yeah. (laughs) Nick will, like, try to finish my sentences sometimes. Or he'll just, like, I'll be trying to tell him about a situation. And he'll, like, think that he has the conclusion. And I'm like, do you want to keep guessing what the end of the story is? Or would you like me to tell you what the end of the story is? Yes, I do that to other people all the time. Uh, I'm the one who finishes for people. Because I think... I'm really good at, I I think this is a talent of mine that might not be an actual talent. You know, like some people say they're really good with faces, but they're always wrong. And you're like, you're not really good with faces. Well, this is like one of the things I think I'm really good at guessing endings to shows endings. Well, I do that to poor people, the people in conversation. I think I'm trying to relate, you know, like, oh, like this, you know, it comes from a good place, but but it's still not very good listening. No, I think for me, you've hit it on the nail. When I do that, it's like me trying to show them that I'm listening to what they're saying. So if I'm like, it's part, it's, it's just me like taking part of a conversation in a way that's, yeah, nope, absolutely. I think I do it at work. I think I do it to Michelle a lot. (laughs) I work with Miss Michelle, who my kids call Miss Michelle. Just like if there's any, I don't know, I'm just Well, you're showing her you know what you need to get done and, you know... It's almost, I think at work setting, it's probably like a proving thing too, maybe. I mean, don't, if I'm wrong. I mean, I don't think you're a person that goes out thinking you have to prove yourself or anything. You're you're very authentic, but um, (laughs) I think. I I don't know. At work, I feel like I'm always trying to prove myself. (laughs) Not in a bad way. Just like, you know. (laughs) So anyway, I I feel like when I'm trying to, like, I really care what someone thinks of me. I do that a lot. Though, I mean, I do it to Ben. I don't really care what he thinks about me at this point. I mean, he loves me. So I guess, I guess, like, I have it regardless. Maybe that, maybe that's why we yeah. do this more to the people we love the most. I don't know. That's so funny. So that's, yeah, that's my yes. That was a good one. Um, Yay. Thanks. Um, right. What's your, yeah, my note, what's your no? My no is a little bit rough this week. Oh, no. So I had a, I had a really big mom fail. And oh, this is oh, one no. that is like, <sighs> giving me a serious inner struggle. So one of one of my kids, I'm going to leave this kid unnamed. So um, one of my kids found out who they had for a teacher next year. And part of what South Central does is they like um, that last week, they all get to go to their new classroom and meet their teacher and see who will be in their class, which is really exciting. That's so smart. That's fun. Yes. And so um, this child on the way home said something like, well, I'm really glad because these two people are not in my class next year. And I was like, oh, and they said something like, yeah, I kind of had some problems with them or something like that. And all of this, like we were all like, 
the other siblings were in the car together and I didn't want to have a conversation like that in front of everyone. But then it came back up. I can't remember why it was just me and this kid in the van, but we were driving. Oh, we were coming back from a rehearsal at, um, for this big event we're doing. And, um, this child kind of had this like breakdown about, they told me that they had been bullied a lot of last year. And Sweet and then baby. I started like no. asking specifics, like, okay, can you tell me what happened? And and it, there were a few things that was just like, um, you know, they kind of this this it was these two children. One of the children would like snap at my kid on the playground about these things, whatever, whatever. Yeah. But then they told me that one of these children from school purposely mispronounced their name for the whole school year because they knew that it made my child upset. They did it on purpose. And so then I was like angry. (sighs) Oh yeah. (laughs) Like angry because at that point you are being like, you are going out of your way to be mean to my child, you know? And so, um, so I was, and my child was extremely upset when they were telling me this, they were crying. (laughs) And I asked them, um, just like, if this happened all year, you know, is there a reason you didn't tell me? And they said, I was afraid to tell you, which is my worst fear (gasps) as a parent. Literally, my worst fear as a parent no, is that my exactly. kids would be too afraid to tell me that something is happening to them. And so, you know, I mean, part of it, because then that night I was talking to Nick, my husband, about it and saying, because he's at the, he's in their building with them. You know, yeah. it's a small rural school. So even though he's the assistant principal on the middle school and high school side, they are all in one building. So he kind of sees their school life a little bit more than I do. Not a ton, but he does see them every so often in the lunchroom or whatever. And he didn't know anything about this either. And um, and so then I was like, well, I think the best action from this point is to just teach our child to respond with, well, I'm sorry, you're too stupid to remember what my name is. (laughs) And Nick said that that is not an appropriate (laughs) thing to teach child. (laughs) And I was like, I love it so much then. Guess what? (laughs) I got to get out some laughs here. I'm like, yes, I want my kid to be like, I mean, well, because that's the thing. Because then I, because I asked this kid, I guess. Well, yeah. kind of, yes. Well, and I asked this kid, did you say anything to your teacher? They said that yes, they had said something, but you know, I know that teachers are so busy. So, like, if or if it's a one-time thing, you know, and they don't, the yes, teacher doesn't yes. see. And so if if they caught the teacher in a moment where it was really hectic, I can imagine it being like them thinking oh it was a one-time thing or whatever like it's not yeah and so um because I know that if my child had told me this sooner I would have emailed the teacher and said hey this is happening and I just want you to know that this is actually causing some distress (laughs) and so yeah um anyways but um so the point of that is that um I just had this moment and and I have this thing where, like, I do think that I, of the two, Nick and I, I am definitely the mean parent. But I also, especially this last year, have had a lot of issues with losing my temper too quickly. 
Um, and like my patience is very short just because it's been for everyone. The last year has yes. been super stressful. Almost the last two years or last year and a half. We're in June now. Yeah. So the oh, last gosh, year and a half has, yeah. has been super stressful. And it means that my patience has been on a shorter like fuse. And so my kids are paying for that in weird ways. Like asking questions when I'm in the middle of trying to change diapers and get kids dressed and questions that don't you know so that I'm losing my temper about weird things and so when my child said that they were too afraid to come to me and tell me that this was happening at school it was just like this is literally my worst nightmare because <sighs> and and thank goodness this was something small I mean big for this child this was a very big thing for this child yes but compared to what I Abuse. things I, that keep me awake at night. Yes. yes, exactly. This was not that, but it's still just I want my kids to always have an open door with that. If there is something that is affecting them that much, they can always come to me and talk to me immediately and know that I will take them seriously. Yeah. So, well, this is a good learning experience now that they've now that they've come to you and they've seen mm -hmm. a response and yes. your openness and your support, I hope that yeah. in yeah. any future situation, they will feel only more comfortable because I'm sure it was just, I mean, no, I'm not sure, but I know you're, I can't imagine as a parent having this happen. I would be feeling the same way yeah. as you right now. And that's all valid. Yeah. And I'm sure you're just looking over the past year and be like, I just didn't do good enough or something. Yes. And that's well, got to be a I, tragic feeling. The guilt that's coming is that I, I'm worried I brushed off some, not like oh. warning signs, but some earlier conversations when this child would say things like, um, you know, nobody wants to play with me on the playground or <sighs> that kind of stuff when I know that they have friends at school. So I thought every I just thought it would be like maybe it was a bad day or a lot of my kids are like um, uh, I want to use a good word for bossy because I know bossy like can be a good thing at sometimes. But um, maybe we lack some flexibility when it comes to. <laughs> One of yeah. them wants to do it a certain way and another kid wants to do it a different way, uh -huh. that kind of thing. So I didn't know if maybe it was a disagreement like that. So I just like wasn't taking. And honestly, as a parent, this is just me being completely honest. As a parent, that issue is not something I knew how to fix, you know. And so, yeah, my child would come to me and say things like, uh, you know, nobody I, I Nobody wanted to play with me at recess and I didn't, I didn't know any advice for that, you know? And so I think that I downsized it in my mind because I was, I didn't understand how to help them yeah. through that. So, so anyways, but, um, the good news is that, and I, and I told my child, this is that, you know, it's summer and, uh, you never know. It could be a completely different situation when you get back to school. It might just be, um, you know, kids change in the summer they grow up especially at this age they change a lot i think in the summer sometimes and um this my child has one friend that they already have from church Good. who is moving to our school and i told my kid um you know all you need and you have said this before all you need is one best friend that's yes. all you need 
you don't need to be friends with, I mean, you should be friendly with everyone, but you don't need to be best friends with 30 people in your class. Mm -hmm. You need one person that will walk away with you if someone is being mean or will even stand up for you if someone is being mean. That's all that you need. And so um, it's so true. Even as adults, you just need like one really good friend. I mean, I have, you know, but I don't have more than like five, you know, I, no, I think. Well, I think that that's be, normal. You don't have too. the capacity, I think, for really close friendships yes. beyond that, and you can yeah. know a lot of people. But I wouldn't say, you know, they're all like, Abs- yeah, absolutely. So, anyways, that was like Ugh. my. Uh, that was. I feel like that was a really long story, but it just it no. was. I had. It was a serious parenting fail. It it's was a, a moment that was that's crushing a for me. Fail. I think every parent is going to have many times over. As their kids get older. Let's move on to your no. <laughs> um, oh, well, this is <laughs> this is going to be an interesting discussion because it kind of goes with with this sort of. OK, like my, but anyway, my no is blaming parents for their kids behavior because you don't know what's going on. You don't know the whole story. Yeah. And it's not cool to assume you do. I just been thinking, you know, a lot of times when we go out in public, I'm always and uh, it's more of a pressure I put on myself worried what other people are thinking about my parent parenting mm-hmm. and sometimes my parenting changes to make it sound good like I remember oh yeah right like <laughs> yep, flying totally when Evie that. was like a year or so and she didn't understand anything I was saying and uh, it was just me flying with her back to see my parents oh, and yeah. She didn't know what I was saying, but I would like correct everything as though I was like really on this parenting thing. Like she started, she accidentally kicked the seat and I'd be like, oh, no, 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 no kicking the seat. Here, let me put your feet uh-huh. here. Oh, no. Well, you try not to be so loud, you know, or whatever it was. Yeah. Um, just even though like she did not comprehend not to kick the seat. Like it wasn't. Yeah. Um, so just just a ton of that. And just when I see other kids, I, I'm immediately my go to is like solidarity. Like I see you. That's hard. Yeah. Like I want to like, sal- I don't know. My immediate reaction is wanting to salute the parent like. You got this. Like, I've been yep. there. Um, but I do feel like there still is this idea, I think, maybe more from people without kids or, mm, or that sort of thing mm-hmm. that, well, the parents aren't doing their job. And mm-hmm. you just you don't know what's going on, man. You don't know. I think that that's a message that needs to be every. If you are a friend, if you don't have kids, but your friends have kids, there is almost no situation in which you should try to give your friends with kids (laughs) advice. That has happened to me a few times and it always makes me really upset. Not really upset like crying, but it's just like, I I know that you are trying to help me, but you have no idea what this situation is actually like. And so um, I used to be the person who would do that. (laughs) Oh, I'm sorry, sister-in-law. I totally did that to you before. Well, I'm just a know-it-all, man. Like I'm like, oh, I read this article once. Have you tried that? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if I was that bad, but I mean, I definitely would share, you know, as I do. Oh, I read this and this and this. So, so funny. Sorry. So sorry, sister-in-law. 
I haven't seen you I, in a while, but I'm sure you're like, uh, yeah, you get it now. Thanks. So we'll never that do that again. Is That's hilarious. Yeah, I do do that to my that, brother sometimes. I don't mean to. I try to like, I put a disclaimer. It's like, I did read this and it's just a resource and you don't have to try it, but maybe you could try this and maybe it would help. <laughs> But if you don't my, want me to, to tell you, I won't because I don't know what I'm doing either. And we're all just lost in this crazy insanity that is parenting. Uh, can I tell you my, now? <laughs> <laughs> my general like um, rule for myself is I don't offer advice unless someone is asking for help. Unless it's like it has to be a really special relationship like you and me. I think yes. we can do that you know, yeah. for each other. But um, yeah. other than that, well, even with I you, just, be because like, do you want advice or an ear? Or I yes. like that meme, like, do you want me to listen? Do you want me to give advice? And it's almost yes. never advice. People just need listening. I need that listening. That's what I need. Validation. Question. Yes. And honestly, when you do that, you're so good at that because oh, it you. is sometimes like, I just need to get this out of my system. Yes. And, um, and, and believe me, if I'm if I am like ranting to you about it, I can almost guarantee you that I have spent hours thinking about mm -hmm. it and thinking of solutions. And yes. so, um, yes, no, I just think that that's so and I smart, think that's a but... thing with advice, especially very cliched advice. Like, I mean, most people have thought of this already. It's not very helpful. Yeah. Um, yeah. Nick yeah. will. I think that's uh, they or you know, there's kind of like this thing that men are tend to do that where you present a problem and instead of just fix, like fix, fix. I just need you to listen yes they want to fix 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 things and so um that is yeah that's always like I kind of have to preface it I'm going to talk to you about this yeah. and I don't need you to try and offer up a really stupid solution that would I never just work need... <laughs> that's exactly what you say too <laughs> that was one of my favorite things about listening to you guys on the podcast is like like the way it's almost like flirty though like you're very passive aggressive but it's hilarious and it kind of works for you guys it's, then I, like you just laugh and then it's funny and it's all good and you guys like you guys have a cute little banter but that's like I, I know that's exactly what you actually said <laughs> it is too the problem is is that I just like um and, and I there's good parts to it like now when we argue and I can recognize when I'm being irrational, I will like just end it irrationally, you know, like on purpose. And we both it'll they'll oh, take a turn where we smart. both we both realize I am uh, all of a sudden I've realized I'm being way I'm overreacting about this. Yes. So then I can say something stupid and we both laugh and then it's over. It's just like, <laughs> that's perfect. I noticed that with Ben, like if we joke about the things that bought like the little things that bother us, it goes so much better. Yeah. Like the other night yeah. he forgot to bring up a diaper for Franklin after or Evie or someone after I asked him and I just came down and just shook my fist with a scowl and he's like what <laughs> and I'm like diaper and he's like oh I'm so sorry and then it was just funny and cute so that's working way better than you know you forgot yeah. the diaper again how dare thee <laughs> so. no I think you should talk Shakespearean to him in that manner how dare thee <laughs> how dareth thee <laughs> bring back my theater days all right. What's your hello today? 
Um, I changed it at the last minute because I, I, I just last saw you I delete went, it on there. <laughs> yeah, literally. And I knew that I was going to change it, but then I, so I don't know funny. why I decided I needed yeah. to delete it as well. Um, yeah, I went to prom last night. Oh, that's <laughs> yeah, right. I, I have to tell you about this experience. Yes. I All I was thinking was like, I hope you did everything you're not supposed to do on prom night. Because now that you're an adult. It was, okay, we went, you and I went to a very, or at least in our area, it's a pretty big school. Uh, you know, there was like yeah. somewhere between 500 and 600 in our graduating class. Yeah. So there would be over a thousand people at prom easily. Oh, yeah. And prom was a very big deal for us in high school. Um, There was this gorgeous, big, giant hall that they still use to this day. Wait, one second. Can I just say something? Yeah. I got asked to prom on a calculator. (gasps) Oh! Did I tell you this? Story? That is the most amazing nerdy thing I have ever it's the heard, most, the and I nerdiest, love it. Most amazing thing, and it was so sweet. Tell me, and, I want to hear it yeah. now. Oh, okay. So I walked into the band room where I kept. <laughs> this is getting better. <laughs> where where I I used my band locker. I never used my high school locker because I played the oh, French okay. horn. This is getting better. So and I opened yes. my locker and in there was a uh, rose with like um a T what do they call it? T I eighty, whatever. Those big, huge calculators oh, yeah. that cost like eighty dollars. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. And it's yeah. from was from my boyfriend who was really <laughs> into math and now he's an engineer, so he was the first chair trumpet and I was the first chair French horn. <laughs> It was a match made in band heaven. Oh, my God. French horns and trumpets, they have a history. Okay. It's just like they always end up together. So this is amazing. And then on there was like, um, will you go to prom with me? And then it was like, press this for yes and this for no. And so I pressed yes. And then a heart came up. And in the middle of the heart, it goes, yay. This is old oh. school. He did it on a calc. Isn't that That's amazing? Amazing. It was That's like incredible. Yeah, it was a bomb. So you were prom proposal. you were a part. Yeah, you. I was just gonna say you were part of the original promposal, which is like now yeah. a big thing. So and it was originally so, Nick- like perfect for him to do it that way. That's it was like it was so great. Yeah. Funny. So originally, Nick, because last year, um, before everything kind of went down, he had told me, you know, the um, people who chaperone, like the administrative staff, they usually bring a date, you know, a girlfriend oh, or wife or so whatever. Fun. So he was like, so you get to go to prom with me this year. Oh. And I told him last year and I held up that thing this year, too, because last year they did not have prom. Yeah. I said, um, I'm only going to prom with you if you prom pose to me. <gasps> I'm not oh, going to go so with perfect. you unless you prom pose. <laughs> so, yes. Because I'm you just deserve like, it. why not? Yeah. Why not uh, make it a bigger deal than it should be? <laughs> of course. So, <laughs> please do. So he and so all year, um, <laughs> I kept saying, I'm not going with you unless you prom pose to me. I tell him this every so often and he'd be like, listen, I'm working on it. And so he would have like all of the basketball girls would be kind of like hanging out and he would brainstorm with them and all of this stuff. Oh, that so is he ended so up, cute. Yeah. So oh, he ended Nick. up prom posing nice. the week before prom he waited until the last minute and um he gets like a c plus for this year's he got lots of good points because it included donuts which was good um but 
but right. he did not Check. he did not publicly embarrass himself at all which of course is he the should main do that in front of his students it'd be so cute yes anyway. i said the same thing so anyways and and he said it was really cute it was like a dozen donuts that he brought to me and when you opened the lid it's he had some cheesy poem on the inside i can't remember now but i do have a picture we'll post it this week <laughs> yes. and so um and i said something to him because we were talking about it at our table with some of the other adults yesterday. I was like, I made Nick prompose to me and I told him, well, what I told him was, um, if you don't prompose with me, I'm going to be your principal's date because his principal doesn't is not in a relationship. So I was <laughs> like, I'll go with him unless he proposed to me. So I told them this and I and I and he said, I got ideas from the teenagers. This is what they told me to do. And I said, you have to remind those teenagers that you have adult money, not teenage boy money. <laughs> so you can yeah, afford to do a little bit more. do more than donuts. <laughs> I mean, like I said, bonus points because it included sweets. But, you know, my kids ate most of them. <laughs> and, and, and I was in my pajamas at home taking a nap when he did it. So anyway, so we so last night was prom. It was so much fun. I just had a blast. Oh, it was a really good amazing. time. And um, the other girlfriends and wives that were there, it was so fun meeting some of them that yes. he works with. It was really cool. But it was hilarious. It, first off, it was super nostalgic because I went to six proms. I loved prom. When I was in high school, That's my impressive. steady boyfriend... Well, uh, to preface this, my steady boyfriend in high school was long distance. And so we had like oh. my junior and senior prom and then his junior and senior prom. Oh. So we did two proms every year. And then uh, my sophomore year, I had a friend who was a senior, like a girlfriend, and we went. And then That's when awesome. I was a freshman in high school, there was a, a boy from church who asked me to go with him. Aww. I loved prom. I loved getting all dressed up. And dancing was really the number one part for me. So the, what cracked me up first is that they are dancing to the exact same songs that we dance to. I expected it to be what? some stuff I didn't recognize or like, you know, I didn't really know what kind of music would be playing because I'm not necessarily trendy when it comes to music. Me either, and yeah. it was... All of the early 2000s, like Usher and T-Pain. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah. And all of the kids knew all of the lyrics. It was unbelievable to me. Apparently, so we what had you're the... saying is we're still cool? We had the yes. dance? Yeah. It was more just like, this is, I. it was really weird. Memories are coming <laughs> so back, sense. but I didn't know yes. I needed. Like, they can yeah, stay memories, away. Because, <laughs> of course, those were also the songs that played when I was, like, clubbing in Indianapolis. And, you know, like, yes. <laughs> it's like all of or those Or even things. middle school dances, I remember. A lot oh, of Nelly. 100%. Yeah. Yes, yes. 90% of the songs were from our era of prom, wow. which just was surprising to me. I'm impressed um, with our generation then, all of a sudden. <laughs> I am too. Apparently, we created the ultimate playlist. Yeah. Um, but then, this because it's a super rural school, so there were, I think they said it was, they had sold like 140 tickets. So there were 140 kids there, which is a good size, but it's still a lot smaller than we were used to. But yes. Um, um, I bet that there were 10 boys that had straight up mullets. Mullets are a thing now, apparently. I don't know if this is just an Indiana thing, but they had like mullets with perms, some of them. They were curly. There were what? two boys. Why in, are they like, mixing like 2000s dance music with like 80s hair? I don't understand. It was really weird. Yep. 
um, two boys had these really nice cowboy hats on, which I actually thought was kind of like sweet, you know, because yeah. like that is yeah. the it's the culture out here. Um, but then <laughs> one point in the evening, all of the boys started taking off of their jackets and their button down shirts and then they would put their vest back on. So it was literally they were uh, no clothes from the top up except for their vest and a bow tie. <laughs> And then, like, one boy did it, okay. and then all of a sudden it was, like, 15 boys had this, like, very Chippendales thing, except they were, like, scrawny <laughs> high school boy thing. It was they're very still strange. Like, not even, they're just in the beginning of puberty. Like, they're not yes, really yet. <laughs> yes. And so it was, like, the first time one of them did it, I was like, what? He's taking off his clothes. What is happening? And I realized that he was, <laughs> what like, What do I do? His... Yes. Like, I don't think I'm that level of chaperone here. But, um... It was just so weird. And then at some point they were all dancing and kind of bouncing around on the, and two of them also took off. So they only had suspenders on. And I told, I was like, I feel like you should say something about, we can't just have a ton of half naked teenage boys on this dance floor right now. So he was like, at least wear vests. You have to at least wear a vest. <laughs> so, That's a good compromise. The weirdest thing, and I have since this was last night, and then we had a gra- I had a graduation party today. I went to, so I was talking to a ton of the teenage there that don't go to the school, and I, because t- um, I needed to confirm that this was not normal. About two <laughs> hours into the evening, all of the girls started changing out of their dresses and into like loungewear, like running shorts and baggy t-shirts and Crocs. And then they'd spend the rest of the night basically in their pajamas on the dance floor. It was so strange. And the first one of them changed because like they do the march thing at the school where all the parents line up and all the kids walk around so you can see everyone. Yeah. And then they go to this. It's like an outdoor kind of barn style hall almost. And one of the girls had already changed out of her dress by the time she got to the, so I never even saw her in her actual dress. How I much, only how saw much her. are you spending on these dresses to That is exactly what I said. I would be so mad if I spent three hundred dollars on a dress for my daughter and she I'm wore it for that. an hour. I might be taking off my no. shoes, but I, I'm wearing like in no. my wedding dress, I, I might be sitting in grass and rolling around. I don't care, but I'm wearing that dress. No, right? So by the end of the night, I bet 80% of the girls had dressed, they had brought clothes to change into, and they had taken off their prom wear. And then some of the boys also did. They had like basketball shorts and t-shirts. It was the weirdest thing. And, and so I is asked, it not normal? Is that something kids do these well, days? So, okay. So I asked, first I asked the principal, does this happen every prom? I'm just so baffled. And he said, yeah, it happens every year. And then I asked, so then I asked the teenagers that go to other schools and they said that that is, that's not standard, that they had never heard oh, of anything like that before. to this school. Yeah. yeah. It, so it's really interesting that like they have almost like created this micro culture where they do that. So I think that that's really interesting, but it was just like so strange to me. I'd never seen anything <laughs> like it. I totally get wanting to be comfortable but I feel like I wanted to wear my prom dress the whole night. I don't think you oh, would have. Yeah. 
Yeah. So. Oh, and you're so proud of that prom dress, man. Like, oh, yeah. Yeah. Also, I was so impressed. The woman that ran it, her name is Courtney. She was incredible. She did such a good job. And we had asked them because they had dinner at prom, which at our school they did not do. Oh, wow. We didn't have dinner. That is nice. Yeah. Their tickets. Do you remember how much you paid for your ticket junior and senior year? I don't. I remember. It was $65 a ticket. It was so expensive. That's not so fair. So it was a hundred. Yeah. No. Because all their kids tickets, should be able to go to prom. Yeah. Well, okay. Yeah. So their tickets are $10 a ticket. It, yes. And he, she said this year was a little less expensive because they had they had some money from last year since there wasn't a prom. But it usually is about 20 bucks a ticket, which I think is beautiful. Um, And it includes a giant meal, a catered meal, a ton. There were so many desserts that we took home two boxes of desserts. That is so special. Um, the yeah. hall rental, the music, everything else. And then she, we were saying, wow, that's amazing. And she was saying, I want it to be accessible to everyone. The other thing oh, that they do yes. is that students can reach out to them anonym- anonymously if they want to go to prom but cannot afford a tux rental or a dress. <gasps> the school... <sighs> makes connections for them to do that so they had students That's there incredible. that they yes. had they had volunteers or like sponsors that had gotten their rentals their dresses their hair their nails and that is so cool i That's was so impressed with be that like at every school i absolutely. love absolutely I mean, so I was just amazed. Finances should never be a reason a kid can't go to their prom. That's just, you know. Absolutely. Yeah. I love so, it. That's um, wonderful. I love the so quirky cool. stuff. Like they got their own thing. Yeah. They got, you know, they get to tell oh, the yeah, story about totally... how weird their prom was forever. It was cool because you could, I don't know any of these kids, but you could see that they were all really tight just from going to school oh, together, you know. And yeah, <laughs> we were laughing because like. All of those boys and like they're only their vests. You know, we were saying like if Nick did that, it's like a, he has so much chest hair. It's like yes, so does so ben. it was just all of these like bare chested boys. It was. I mean, this is yes. things we were laughing about when it was happening. So all of Nick's friends who are listening, guess what? It's a it's a it's a rug. It's a, it's a rug under that shirt. <laughs> Because he's a man. But, that's why. Because he's a man. I've I always love it. liked I mean, hairy chest. I love that Ben has a hairy chest because I think I that's like manly. I like that Nick has one, but he is not allowed to sleep without a shirt on because then I feel like I get hair stuck to my like face. Oh, it and does arms. shed it's everywhere. Gross. Yep. Yeah, they yep. are like dogs. So. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> exactly. All right, what's your hello? <laughs> Okay, my hell is gonna be another um, fun word association. I don't, oh my gosh! <laughs> something about something about the hellos are like the hardest for me to come up with. Okay, trees, <laughs> toenails, Ugh. cereal, baby laughs, and let's do something really deep. The meaning of life. Oh my! Ugh. First thing, first thing. Okay, what do you get, what's on your mind? How about this? What kind of like outdoor things do you think you'll do this year with the kids? <gasps> Ooh, I like that one because I love the outdoors and I'm really excited. So my goal is actually this year, um, after next week, we have a lot going on. I'm still kind of healing to try to take mm-hmm. a hike, um, once a week, and just a small one. <gasps> yes. I got this books like kids hikes for Portland, the Portland area, <gasps> oh, and cool. well. I'm always like, oh, I don't want to go by myself. It's too much work. I'm like, no, I love getting outside. It's the best mm-hmm. medicine for 
everyone and it's so good for the kids. Uh, mm-hmm. Evie, you know, she has a, at that age, well, I think most kids are for a long time. They just have a lot of energy. And when she gets yep. outside and she can run around or see something new, I mean, she's just a happier kid and I'm a happier yeah. mom. And so, yeah. yeah. So I think the first one I want to do is uh, with my brother. When I was 19, before I moved out here, he already lived here and I came to visit him. Mm-hmm. And we went to this place called, I think it's called Silver Falls. And they just have mm-hmm. all these waterfalls. If I remember correctly, oh. a part of the trail is paved. So I can bring a stroller for Franklin, which yes. would be so easy. Um, and it's just really cool. I think Evie would be like in wonder at all these different types of waterfalls. Yeah. We can go as far as we want, but it, like the whole trail is like seven miles, but we can go maybe just a mile around the bend. Yes. Um, and I want to explore Portland Park. Some of the most beautiful parks I've ever seen are out here. And yeah, so that's my plan. I have a plan. Very solid plan. That's great. For just getting outside that's, There's a, a week. challenge that a friend of mine, Cindy, is doing. It's like 52 hikes in a year or something like that. Ooh. And so she's trying to hike once a week. And um, I love that her. idea. I, think I do too, because so in the cool. winter, it would get you out too. And you just, yes. if you just put on the gear, it's still wonderful being outside. Yeah. You know? And even like... If that first one, because it's something new, if the first one is really rough, like you can't let yourself get discouraged because it will get better. Your kids will understand, okay, we're going to get out of the car. We're going to walk for a while. We'll see things and then we'll get back into the car and go home, you know. But I feel like when we try to do something new, especially when they're younger, and I'm talking very like personally experiences here, uh, like it always feels like, OK, we're going to do something fun and new. And then the kids like they just freak out for some reason, yes. even though they should be enjoying they don't it. like new and or I, change. Yeah. Yes. And it's not because it's not exciting for them. It's just like they have to understand the system, too. And so mm. I would just have to tell myself. The first time might be rough, but the second time it will get better every single time and that's we will so, enjoy it. That's a good you know? attitude for me to keep in my mind as we start this. Yeah. For sure. Yeah, but I think Evie will do really well. She loves when yeah. we go to the beach. She's out there more than anybody. She goes with that's every single awesome. person every single time they go to the beach Aww. and runs and wants to see everything. She's just an outdoor yeah. kid. You know, she loves it. So I think... I mean, of course, I think you're right. Like, definitely set those expectations so she understands. Oh, it's always a good idea. Oh, man. These kids, they love structure. And it's so interesting because I was someone who didn't like structure. But once I implemented Mm. it for my kids, it's like, yes, this is what we all need. Including me. And now I'm like a very big planner. Yeah. (laughs) Um, We have to do this before it's nap time and at least to fill his belly up a little bit. So he, whatever. But, but yeah, how about you? Any outdoor plans? Well, we have, so we do a summer bucket list every year. And so there's a lot on it this year, but that's okay because last year's was a flop just because of everything. Everything, all the playgrounds were closed and all that stuff. So this year is a, it's a big one. And tonight the kids did the one thing, one of the things on it was kids make dinner night. And they had a slumber party with my mom last night because we were at prom. And so they had this like special thing where they made dinner for us with her. And then we drove to pick them up and they, served us it was really cute but we have all kinds of stuff we'll do a lot of beach days um once i'm kind of once i get through this big event at work we go a few times a week usually we'll camp at least once there's our favorite state park we'll go to at least once to hike um we do a lot of i feel like i am more the one that's like 
We're going to go outside today. <laughs> We're going to geocache a lot this summer. Yes. Our goal is I to do one that of the things the on our list. Older. Yeah. One of the things on our list is to plant a geocache, like do our own oh, one fun. that we can put for people to find. But yeah, we have a, a good list of things, but I love yours. Awesome. The one week at, or one hike a yeah. week is so cool. And even if it's like on Tuesdays, we hike, you know, on Thursdays, we have story time at the library. Ooh, yes. And that's something the kids know to expect. So mm-hmm. that's part of that, like so much yeah. structure in my and life. And the summers out here are some, the most, be- it's so beautiful oh, and I incredible. Bet. So I bet. Yeah. All right. Yay. Well, that's our episode. As we wrap up today, we want to hear from you. Email us, lumpymotherpodcast at gmail.com and tell us um, what are your outdoor plans this year? Um, Have what you ever had a kid? Fails? Yeah. Yes. Have you like, what's your advice? If your kid was bullied, yes. give me some advice about Please. what do I need to do to handle it or ta- what kind of conversation yeah. do I need to have with my kid? I need some advice here. Email us, and uh, hopefully we'd be able to read them uh, during the next episode. Yeah, and if you like what you heard today, we say this every week, there are some really important things that you can do to help others find us. So make sure that you hit that subscribe button wherever you listen to podcasts, rate and review us, but most importantly, share us with another parent or a mom friend or your uh, book crew or whatever else, someone else you might think will enjoy our show. Yeah means so much to us and don't forget to follow us on instagram and facebook at lumpy mother podcast and on twitter you can find us at lumpy mother pod one and we'll see you next tuesday to see what motherhood has in store for our lives and yours Mm -hmm. bye